Remember years of a total bliss Those carefree days of youth we miss Reintroduce you to something new The inner kid, the younger you Podcasting from a town called Manalapan, New Jersey, this is That Oneness Guy, a podcast covering the many aspects and elements that embody oneness. I am your host today. Good evening, good afternoon, wherever you might be. My name is Danny Rongo. As an author, playwright, singer, songwriter, and activist, I am spreading my message of oneness, like I say, basically to anyone who will listen. First, I have to make a special announcement, for I found out yesterday that my book, I am God, and so are you, my friend. A Common Man's Guide to Oneness is now available online. Yes, that's even before I get my own copy. The book is now available globally via your major retailers like Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, etc. It's available in hardcover, paperback, and ebook formats, so please take a look. And it will soon be available in your brick-and-mortar stores very soon where I hope to meet you at a book signing event. So let's get back to podcasting. You're listening today to episode number seven. In oneness, it's important to think about what we think about. So in episode one, which was a basic introduction to oneness, I discussed and showed you how I can prove in many ways that we are connected but specifically from the standpoint of our bodies and our humanness. In episode number two, I relayed how oneness in its truest sense goes beyond our bodies and resonates to our very source, which we know is your God, spirit, or what I like to call stevils. In episode number three, I spoke about a specific compartment of oneness, and that was the importance of the words and the name that is I am. In episode number four, I discussed how coming to terms with acceptance for everything our lives present to us can help us better understand oneness. In episode five, I shifted slightly from specific compartments of oneness to discuss how the simple nature of the opposites and ironies that we see in life can help us better understand oneness. And our last episode, which was episode number six, we discussed how an honest conversation regarding oneness must include our planet Earth, especially how we are connected to this beautiful blue sphere of ours. So first, as always, I'd like to introduce you to the track you just heard for today's introduction. That was a song of mine called The Younger You that is featured on my CD, One Bass, One Voice, Simply One Song which can be found either on my website, dannyrongo.com, iTunes, Amazon, or any of your favorite downloading site. I'll also close out this episode with another section of that song. So, okay, episode number seven. In oneness, it's important to think about what we think about. So let's do this. Okay. You see, the more I contemplate oneness the more I laugh at the irony that it truly represents. You see, we come from nowhere to now here. If you just separate the W and the H from nowhere to now here, right? Thank you, Wayne Dyer. I always use that. Yet we're all still so naive as to if it's for a specific reason or not. 
You know, how could it not be? Now, think about how a seed becomes a plant, flower, or a tree. Is that by accident? Of course not. It's all part of a divine plan. And if this physical part of our journey is on the same planet as those plants, flowers, and trees, then how can we not have that same energy flowing through us? Again, folks, it's these reminders that when thought about enough really relieve some of the stress and pressure that we face daily. And if it doesn't for you, it should. You have to think of oneness as an invisible string that connects you to everything on this planet. We share the same universal force that flows through a tree, the force that keeps it alive when it sheds its leaves and prepares for winter. The same force that magically produces buds on its branches in springtime. How does that all just happen? Go ahead, say it. It's nature, you're going to say, right? Well, what exactly is nature except for a divine force that's part of this planet? It's all energy. Again, or what I like to call the stevels, S-T-E-V-L-S, spirit, thought, energy, vibration, love, or soul. And it all represents oneness. And the sooner we understand this, folks, I've been saying it all along, the sooner we understand this, the sooner we notice life start to flow to and through our lives more readily. Now, people wonder why we have to struggle through life. We're not supposed to, first of all. That's not part of the game plan. So much of the stress in our lives is brought on with our own thoughts, They're self-induced, if you may. Just like our friends who have anxiety attacks, okay? There is no such thing. If you look up the definition of the word anxiety, it starts off by saying a feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease. Right there you see the word feeling, right? So what is a feeling but a reaction triggered by a thought? So when people have anxiety attacks, those episodes are created by anxious thoughts that a person allows to manifest into physical unease. Now, hey, I'm not saying that anxiety attacks are not real by any sense of the word. I know that to the person who's experiencing it, they are very real and they're very scary. I get that, all right? What I am saying, though, is that by the amount of energy we give to those anxious or negative thoughts equates directly to the extent that we suffer or not. We create a majority of our problems by maintaining negative thoughts that create a blockage in our lives. Remember, again, everything is energy. Those forces don't discriminate. When life and the positive energies that come with it aren't flowing to and through you, It's because you have something negative in place blocking it. And in all cases, it's some form of negative energy that you put in place. Yet, my friends, we do it all the time. I know I do. That's why we live with such dis-ease in our lives. Everything in life is meant to flow. In the same fashion that Placing boulders in a stream stops the flow of water. Or when our blood coagulates and doesn't flow, what happens? We die. 
I love what Wayne Dyer said about how we experience water. He said, if you stick your hand in a river and try to grab the water, you'll come up with nothing. But if you just place your hand in the water and allow it to flow, you'll experience its very essence, right? We are meant to not just flow with life, but have life flow through us. And our thoughts play such a huge part in that process. Hey, now, like I said, I'm dealing with this as much, if not more, than you, my friend. And it's, it's extremely difficult to actually monitor our thoughts. What I say in my musical, The Phone Call, is that you have to think about what you think about. And that sounds crazy, right? But it's the truth. And when you come to realize that your life, right up to this very moment is the end result of your very own thoughts, it will make so much more sense to you. Now, here's an example of how our thoughts have an immediate and potentially long-lasting effect on our lives. We all know that person who, for one reason or another, always seems to be sick. Every time you call them on the phone, it's the same thing, and it sounds like this. Phone rings, you go... Hey, so how are you doing? And now here's your friend. Oh, man, I can't shake this cold. I know it's going to lead to the flu. I get the flu every year like clockwork. And my knee is killing me. But my dad had arthritic knees, so I know I'm going to have them as well. It's just a matter of time, and I'll have it for the rest of my life. Now, is it really a wonder why our friends like this are always sick? Of course not. Their predominant thoughts and energies are always centered around an illness. And to make matters worse, as as you've heard in this example, these people make assumptions about their future as well. Please know that, my friends, what we think about expands, okay? And then eventually becomes our reality. Even the Bible stated, right? What did the Bible say? As you think, so shall you be. Yet we still have problems coming to terms with that. But as we understand and accept the foundation of oneness that reminds us over and over again that we are thought or again stevils, it will hopefully come easier for us. Now it should come as no surprise to you that the people who share the similarities like our fictitious friend are always sick, right? Their thought process is centered around always being sick. Now, we don't know why. Maybe it's, I don't know, some deep-rooted personal trait. But there is a way out. And on the flip side of that example, how about this? I know that we all know that person who, for one reason or another, like always steps in shit, so to speak. And I don't mean literally. I mean that guy or girl who was extremely lucky. They seem to always make and always have like a ton of money, right? So let me ask you something. Regarding those people, what do you think their predominant thoughts are centered around? Say it. You're right. Money. The most focused thought that they have throughout their days is most likely one of money. And not just chump change, folks, but I would say lots of money. Now, 
I know that there are some people out there who might scoff at something like that, thinking that it's almost rude for people to have such alleged selfish thoughts. And to those folks, I say, why? Why would you think that it's rude? Unless you come from the same I'm not worthy camp that I speak about a lot. There's absolutely nothing wrong with having thoughts of abundance. You want to talk about your God-given rights? That's on the top of the list, my friends. And again, oneness teaches that we are inherently connected to one and all. All right, to everything and to all of the energies that our universe represents. And that so includes abundance. Our world is full of abundance and you and I are entitled to all of it. Would you think that your God, again, whoever your God may be, wouldn't want you to live a life full of riches and abundance? Of course not. Your God wants you to revel in joyous abundance. And you want to know why? Because when you have abundance, you're more inclined to share. And that's one of the biggest features of oneness, how it naturally leads us to give, help, and serve. So I say when you're utilizing your newfound I am mantras, like I spoke about in one of the earlier episodes, put abundance at the top of that list. I am abundance. And go ahead and take it even further. You can say, I am financially abundant. You know why, folks? Because money is great. This world is full of millionaires and billionaires. Their lives took specific turns. And just like me and you, their lives are the culmination of thoughts that they had. But I can guarantee you one thing. Their thoughts were predominantly about money. And not from a perspective of lack, mind you, but from a perspective of abundance. Because when you get to the realization and knowing that what we think about expands, it naturally helps us to be more selective. Now, what I mean by that is we become our own, like, quote-unquote, thought central of sorts. We actually start to monitor more closely what we think about, which is not easy, okay? It's been said that humans may have anywhere between, like, I don't know, I've heard 50,000 to 70,000 thoughts on any given day. That's crazy, man. Now, how is it possible to monitor all those thoughts, right? It's not. But when you come to terms with oneness, and realizing that our thoughts affect not only our immediate lives, but affect the world in general, you become concerned enough to try, and therein lies the difference. Even if it's, you know, like initially just for your own life, think about this. As I've already mentioned, every thought you've ever had has led you to hear me speaking right now, right? Now, that's wild stuff, man. But it's the truth. Your life as it stands is just the culmination of every thought you've ever had. So as oneness becomes a more predominant aspect of your life, along with knowing we are thought, you'll naturally change. Now what I noticed initially in my own life some years ago was that I caught myself 
whenever I would have a judgmental thought. Like, as soon as I was about to think something judgmental about a person, place, or a thing, I would stop myself and think about how natural it is for us to judge. And you could be walking down the street or in the mall and you see someone who's, like, different. You can define the word different in any way you choose. What is our tendency, right? Our tendency is to immediately judge. Of course it is. That's how we're wired, unfortunately. But that wiring is our false self, a.k.a. our ego. E-G-O. Edge God out. It's the ego that tells us that the person walking our way is different. It's not our true essence, which is love and oneness. Our ego is the total opposite of oneness and has one job, and that is to give us the false impression that we are separate. So now I know a lot of people ask, so why is there this game we have to play in life in dealing with our ego? I know I've pondered that question countless times. Like, I've always wondered, why do we need this duality of our human experience here on Earth? I mean, wouldn't it be so much easier if we didn't have our ego to deal with? It sure as hell would, right? We wouldn't feel that constant tug of separateness fighting against our inherent truth of oneness. We wouldn't feel the pressure of trying to add monetary possessions to our already crowded lives. We wouldn't feel the constant need to be right or better than everyone. Yes, ego only adds pressure to our lives. But as I've stated earlier in some of my earlier podcasts, for us to realize what we are, we have to experience what we are not. And again, just like we are not these physical bodies that we inhabit here on earth, we are not our ego. So as we learn to monitor our thoughts, it helps us to get beyond the ego-driven thoughts that we all have. So as I continued to practice catching myself, like I say, whenever I had judgmental thoughts, I noticed that those thoughts didn't pop into my head as much. And I, in turn, became naturally less judgmental. Now, I use my own example because I know how frequently we all have judgmental thoughts. You could single out any other negative thoughts you may have to use. The idea here is to get yourself into the habit of monitoring your thoughts to initially relieve stress from your own life and come to terms with oneness. For when we individually learn to think about what we think about, our individual lives change. And when our individual lives change, what happens? It naturally becomes an integral part of a collective consciousness. And that, my friends, are when changes occur on a global scale. Or as the late, great Michael Jackson once said, I'm starting with the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to change his ways. And like Confucius said, to put the world right in order, we must put the nation in order. 
To put the nation in order, we must first put the family in order. To put the family in order, we must first cultivate our personal life. We must first set our hearts right. Or just like the saying, a journey of a, of a thousand miles begins with one step. We individually have to initiate change. Now, without taking that first step, you'll never complete your journey. And without you eventually changing, at least to some degree, how you think, you might never experience oneness. Think about it. So, thank you again for listening to the podcast I'm calling That Oneness Guy. This has been episode number seven. In oneness, it's important to think about what we think about. If you've liked what you've been listening to, please, by all means, take a moment to subscribe to this feed either on my website, dannyrongo.com, at iTunes, Apple Podcast, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, or at my podcast website, courtesy of Buzzsprout, which is www.buzzsprout.com. And just search for that oneness guy, which is me. And please follow me on Twitter. Instagram and Facebook so you can stay in touch with all things oneness and especially the release of my new book, I Am God and So Are You, My Friend, A Common Man's Guide to Oneness, which, as I mentioned earlier, is now available online via Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com and all of your online retailers. Again, my name is Danny Rongo. Please look for my next, for my next show, hopefully over the next week, And until then, I send you, as always, peace, love, light, and continued oneness. Namaste. Still right here, it isn't gone. It's how you think just to turn it on. The feelings, thoughts, oh yes, it's true. It's here right now. Go back and get the younger you